everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. Oh my God, Joanne Reed. I cannot believe we are back. We are back, Cousin Jackie Reed. I've missed you. I know. I want to say, bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> we back, y'all. We back, y'all. <laughs> We're in two different buildings, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, we back. We back in the buildings. It's a good in the buildings. Know, the building. So many people How you doing? been at girl. Ooh, child. I can't believe we're at the end of summer. Me neither. It's all, I I mean, we're hitting Labor Day weekend. Um, I can't believe the year is what, two thirds over? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we've got September, October, November, December. I mean. And that's it. it. It's it. We're done. Yeah. We are done. It's going to be Christmas season. Yeah. Well, listen, we got this episode, for those of you tuning in, is dedicated to, it's like a catch up. (laughs) of everything we missed since our last episode and there are two things well there's one thing that i have to ask you about for your wind down and that is this fabulous girls trip that you (laughs) went on with angela rye and jamel hill and tiffany like it was like all this black girl magic i just what you can because i know it was a very private moment even though you all shared a lot of pictures what can you share about yeah. that weekend? So, so what I will tell you is, uh, as as because you and I are in some too, we are all in all of these group texts. Yeah. Right? All of us have all these various group texts and they, they, they line and they unalign and, you know, different people are in different ones of them. One of the group texts that, uh, that I, we started it during 2020 because a lot of us are involved in covering or somehow involved in the activism of yeah. politics and, voting and we just all got into it and it was a break off from another group text that was men and women we were like you know we need a women's space yeah you know that's like a smaller version of this other media group text that was you know we wanted just the girls to have an, a, a space yeah. so we created this group text is there are nine of us in in this group text as you mentioned angela rye sunny hoston Tiffany Cross, Aaron Haynes from the 19th, Love her. Uh, myself, Latasha Brown, Alicia Garza, Brittany Packnett Cunningham. Have I done eight? Have I done eight or have I done nine? I know. You're um, brave to run down the whole list. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And, and, and so it's all of us and Tiffany Cross. And I think I mentioned, yeah. did I mention Tiffany Cross already? So it's nine did, of us that are in yeah. this group text. Yeah, uh, yeah, you mentioned her, right? And Sunny Hostin. So we're, so there are nine of us that are in this group text. And it was like, just like a supportive space that you could just come in and just talk about and Jamel Hill, Jamel Hill. Yeah. And so um, Tiffany Cross at one point, sometime I probably made, she's like, we need to turn this group text into a trip. And so, of course, the implementers uh, who are Angela Rye and Jamel Hill, because Jamel Hill, believe it or not, is like the greatest vacation planner. I it's would a, not like know this, but hers. I love knowing And her. I wouldn't have known this. She's just passionate about vacations and planning trips and planning vacations. So basically... While we were just sort of chatting about it and thinking casually that would be nice, Angie and Jamel implemented the whole thing, found a house in Cabo, two houses for us to rent because it was nine of us, too many people to rent in one house. Yeah. And planned the entire thing. And when I tell you this thing was fabulous, I had no idea what I was even going in for. The only thing I knew going in is that we wanted to wear black designers. So what I had, you know, the head wrap I have on now is from this company called Be Fine. 
we, nah. we were like, we bought a bunch of B-Fine uh, swimwear and stuff just so we could support black designers. We were going to bring gifts for everyone. So, you know, of course, I bought some stuff from Ahura, our friend, um, you know, who who started Ahura, my former hairstylist, um, Janai right. Scott. So I bought that. And so I, you know, it had that to bring with the, you know, mud masks and stuff. And when I got there, when I tell you the gift bags, I was like, oh, Angie, I'll just bring my gifts and I'll just put them in the gift bag. Think it is going to be a little bag. Right, right, right. It was some big ass Telfar bags. I was like, (laughs) I mean, when I tell you this thing was from that on, everything about it was fabulous. From the greeter that met us at the airport to the gorgeous places where we stayed to the people who helped us for, you know, people who worked with us in terms of serving and cooking and being bartenders and the fabulous meals and the sisterhood, the conversations, you know, just getting to know each other in person because yeah. we all knew each other at different levels and different amounts. Like some of us knew each other more than others. There's some people who went way back, you know, and I discovered that like, you know, Aaron Haynes and Jamel Hill have known each other a long time. I didn't know that. Right. But others of us knew each other a little less or knew each other through TV on the screens. And, you know, I've known Angela Rye for a long time, but it's like, we were just really getting to know all these incredible yeah. people. I mean, the idea that you have these two, you know, amazing Black Lives Matter activists, Alicia Garza and Brittany Packnett Cunningham in the same space talking about these issues, yeah. but also just being girlfriends and just talking about stuff, regular stuff, you know, um, personal stuff, just just life stuff and just hanging out. It was four days. Fabulous. Amazing. These girls are amazing. I have so much respect for all of them individually, just as people. Yeah. Um, I love having them on my show and I just love them just as individual human beings. Um, but now it's just we just have a different bond. It's just I thought it was really, really great and it was really fun. And I still cannot believe how fabulous it was. I was not ready, girl. (laughs) Let me tell you, from the pictures that were posted, it looked like it was so fabulous. And I just love knowing that these black sisters that are doing such important work out there to bring us information about what's going on in the world, particularly information that impacts our community, that there's this bond, that there's this sisterhood, because, you know, black women always get accused of not getting along of being so competitive, you know, and there could be a competitiveness between, you know, this group of women, but to know that you all just come together and it's just about the sisterhood, it just warmed my heart. And I love the fashion, how (laughs) fabulous you all were. Like you were giving us fashion, Joanne Reed. The fashion was fabulous. And I mean, when I tell you, everybody, they showed all the way out. Everybody had amazing clothes. And so the idea was just bring stuff that was beautiful, but also black, you know, that was like made by black people. So the earrings I wore, you know, were by black designer. Everything was black. It was like everything black and everybody black. And it was just uplifting. And then other people gave us stuff like the lip. The lip bar went on our Instagrams, looked at our skin tones and sent us like free makeup that all fit our skin tones because we're all different shades, you know, uh, and colors and hues of black. And so we all had our own like customized stuff, you know, it was just everything about it was just really uplifting just as black women, you know, and just knowing that you do have that connection and that sisterhood and that while we're all out here fighting, I mean, Latasha Brown out here saving literally the world, but just to get her, know her as just a regular person, you know what I mean? And just to know more about that beautiful voice that beautiful voice and that she's, you know, she's an incredible singer and just an incredible person. It's just like all of these women have so many layers to them that are not what you just see on TV or yeah. what you see on, on their social media and in their activism. They're just real people with real interesting lives and real interesting stories. And, and, and I just think that's a beautiful thing that we should just apply in our real lives because we all move so fast 
through the world that sometimes we stop. We take we don't stop and take the time just to get to know who people actually are outside yeah. of what you know them for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing I love about this podcast that we do here because people can watch the readout and they can get a taste of your personality and little bits of craziness. But when you listen <laughs> to this show, you get all the truth. All the crazy. All, all the crazy. All the sides. <laughs> all the treats. <laughs> Ma'am. Well, I need to get your readout. I'm um, your readout. Your wind down, yeah. this lady. I'm forgetting all the length out. Well, I get me your wind down. So because listen. listen, you got a lot going on. Talk to me, cousin. I do. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, you know, I got my vegan, sexy, cool brand, which is yes. growing. I got a gig with Purple Carrot, which is one of my favorite companies. So it was just, you know, divine intervention that this happened. Um, somebody who knew somebody put me in touch with somebody and they were like looking for someone to do a series of videos. Now, Purple Carrot, for those who don't know, who don't know, it's a, a meal kit delivery company, kind of like it, like Blue Apron, but it's all vegan right. food. I have been using it for a minute now. I love it. It really changed the game for me as far as eating vegan and learning how to cook vegan and mm-hmm. really understanding how to cook vegan and all that kind of stuff. So to be able to do a series of videos for them, to be hired to do this was huge for me. And so what That's I've been amazing. doing, I'm doing a series of videos for them and I'm going to different farmers markets and I'm picking out fresh produce and then I'm coming home and cooking it. So you will see these on Purple Carrots YouTube page. Go and follow Purple Carrots YouTube page. And then eventually I'll show you some behind the scenes stuff on my social media. But when I tell you, I'm just, I got some things coming with vegan, sexy, cool. You know what I mean? I got, I'm getting, I'm assembling my team. My team is coming together. It really is an exciting time um, for vegan, sexy, cool. So I'm a vegan, sexy, preneur. You're a vegan, sexy, preneur, vegan, sexy, preneur. Vegan, sexy, preneur. I love it. I love it. Yes. I got, I got some products coming. I got all kinds of things. You know, I'm, I'm really working um, because I, listen, it's not, even though I do want everybody to be vegan so we can save the planet and save animals. Yeah. And so like floodwaters don't just drop on us out of nowhere and we're not yeah. ready for it. You know what I mean? But the world is changing yeah. and this is the world we live in. The storms, you know, it all has to do with global warming. And you know this better than anyone. It all yeah. connects, right? It all, how it we live our life and the choices that we make. And so with Vegan Sexy Cool, as you know, but for those who might be new to it, <laughs> it really is all about living your best life, looking good, feeling good, eating good, and all that, t- all that stuff, but also having the opportunity to do all those things and do good, do good for the planet, yeah. do good for your body, save some animals, all without feeling like you're making a lot of effort. So it's finding those head wraps, those beautiful head wraps you, that you have, and making sure that it's from a company that's you know, not hurting the environment and it's not harming animals. The lip bar, which you mentioned, all vegan company, you know, Melissa who owns it. She is a vegan. She believes in not testing on animals and things like that. So, you know, it's just, so it's just, can we just say the bags from Telfar are vegan? They're all vegan. Yes. All their bags are not vegan, but the ones that you all have, I have a couple of those bags. They are vegan. So so you can be like this, you can live this fabulous life, right? Yeah. And and be vegan and just and, and just I mean lead into it. Well, I mean the thing that's so wild is the over the last week, you know, we've been doing even on the readout. I mean, 
the amount of storms, you know, the hardest story to, to do that, to get it to rate on TV is anything about global warming, um, yeah. climate change. Yeah. People just, yeah. it just, people turn it off. Like, people it. won't watch it. You, you can watch, like, if you do the, the minute by minute ratings, as soon as you start to say climate change, it just drops. People don't watch yeah. because people see it as sacrifice. All they hear is, I can't have my SUV. I can't have my steak. Right. I, can't have, right. I can't, I can't, I can't, right? And I think with veganism, it's the same thing. I think people feel like, you know, as a, somebody who was a vegetarian for a really long time, my fa- who forced my family to be vegetarians when they didn't <laughs> want to be when I was in high school, all they heard was, I can't have, I can't have, I can't have, I can't have, right? So it sounds like denial. And so I think that what I love about what you're doing with Vegan Sexy Cool is which what I see on your social media for Vegan Sexy Cool, it's not about denial. It's all about opportunities for expression, beautiful clothes, lifestyle that's like yeah. fun and lifestyle that's like inviting. I think what's her name? Tabitha Brown to me does that too. Yeah. She really oh. gives me exciting. Where I'm excited. I'm like, I want to eat that. I want to do that. I want to yeah. look like that. I want to be yeah. like that. Like. You got to promote this stuff. So I'm even trying to struggle with how to do stories about climate that will make it make sense to people in a way that it's not just about denial. You know what I mean? I think you do a really good job with that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the people when you like for me, I don't have children. I say this all the time. So except you know, my children who you basically have, if anything well, happens to me, I'm saying it to that. you. <laughs> There is that. (laughs) But, you know, it's like we have to think beyond ourselves. We have to think about what's going to happen to this planet. We have to think about our carbon footprint. Right. We have to think about think about those things. You know, you know, Whitey's going to the moon. Whitey's going to Mars. You know, it's just like we're going to destroy this planet. And then meanwhile, make plans to go to another planet and do the same thing. We just eventually we have to realize that it is up to us to take responsibility. And there are little things that you could do without feeling like you're sacrificing um, and without feeling like you're betraying, you know, because a lot of black people feel like, you know, that's for white people. I don't have time to be worrying about the rainforest and all that kind of stuff. But you do. Environmental justice is not, you know, look, look at where it's flooding. Right. It hits you know, us look, first. It's us Girl. first. It happens to us all the time. And we don't we don't think about it until it hits, but it all matters. These storms yeah. are a result of global warming and yes. how we treat this planet. And so, yeah, I, I think it's just like, you know, I, I think it's just like you just have to keep. It's just like a lot of white people who after George, George Floyd's death was like, aha, I get it. I feel yeah. like with global warming, I feel like it's going to take something like that for for people to be like, oh, wow. And then they're going to be Girl, like, what about the subway flooding? What about what the is? subways literally flooding? What about you can't get on the train because the subway's Child. flooding? And if you live in Louisiana, you're underwater and have to swim out your house. And if you're in uh, California, you choke into death on wildfire smoke, which, by the way, makes you more susceptible to COVID, to COVID. It ruins your lungs. And all of that is happening much more to black people. Houston, if you are in Louisiana right now, need to flee to Houston. Good luck because Houston hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID patients. The pediatric units are full. You can't get into the ER. Good luck if you have to flee to any other southern state. Their pediatric units and their ERs are also full of COVID patients. And as you said, even we even think about how how SARS, you know, SARS is on. We're past Delta. We on Mu now. We passed Lambda and gone on to Delta Mu, which apparently is going to make Delta look like nothing. 
And these things are just going to get worse because we're abusing the planet. We're abusing our planet. And, and I, you know, listen, I wish I could snap my fingers and go fully vegan. It, I, I, because I agree with the principle of it, because I think yeah. we are killing we're killing our bodies and we're killing our planet. And it's it's an addiction to eating what you like with, with these things that we grew up with that are in our traditions. It's just that keep pleasure. us from it's the pleasure of it. It's right. The it's the pleasure like, I love of it. Cheeseburger it's so it's bad. not a necessity. And even if let's, let's say you don't want to do it for the animals, think about the deforestation that that is in effect in places for them to make room to raise animals for our consumption. For they are basically wiping out not only wiping out rainforest right to make room for it, but, you know, the basically, you know, the animals, because they're grazing on that, it, it just ruins the soil so eventually right. it's not good anymore. So they have to move on to someone where else. I mean, we're ruining the planet because of this greed. And we have to just start thinking about choices that we make. It's, to me, I equate it to not caring where your clothes or accessories and things come from. If there are kids in the basement making it, I don't care. I just want to have it. You know, right. you got to just, you know, but remember a lot of that was happening. And then we became yeah. aware yeah that there was this abuse going on in the fashion industry. And we were yeah. like, okay, we got to make a change. We have to feel the same way about the environment. And it really it's, just takes education. But you're right. A lot of people, even with COVID, look, look at all the people that have died from COVID. And you still got nutcases out there who don't want to wear masks. I mean, it's crazy. just like, what you know, what I, you say, what's it going to take? Look at what's happening. It's going to take like that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, <laughs> for the Statue like, of Liberty to be covered in snow, except for the torch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to take something really extreme, like things that we see in the movies for people to wake up because yeah. the stuff that's happening that I see, it, it scares me to death. And so it me makes too. me, you know, like I will never, but I was so ignorant before, but now I'm so conscious of what I put in the trash. It's so easy to be like, eh, I don't want these socks anymore. Let me just throw them in the trash. Right. But clothing and accessories are the number two thing that's filling up landfills around mm. the world. So it's like, you know, I'm with you on that. I am so conscious of like, if uh, girl, I keep slippers until the slippers is dead. Like I have so many slippers. I even take I, I'm conscious of like when I go and stay in a hotel, I always take the slippers. It's like I wore them. No one else can wear them. They're going to throw these away. So yeah. I have so many slippers from every hotel that I've ever stayed in. Cause I'm, I'm just going to keep them and wear them at home because I do feel like we just talk. We, we in the, quote unquote, first world, we just casually throw things away. We do. We casually yeah. throw away things that if you really thought through it, you'd be like, well, if I throw that sweater away, where does it go? Where is it going to go? And we don't think about it because we, we don't, don't think, think about, about it. it. And it's so easy to either consign it or donate it to a goodwill, right. to a Somebody church. Needs it. There's yes. been, and there's so many people we can see around the world, right? Yeah. Who need clothes and shoes and socks and bras and things sure. like that. We and we're just, just flinging it away like it's nothing. Yep. Yeah. I don't throw it's anything so in the trash anymore. That is a clothing item. Um, yeah. I, I won't do it, but it took me, it was a process to, to get to that point. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is... 
girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. So this is how we're doing this, Joanne Reed. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to do, because there's so many. And yes. as we're going through, when we get to the end, or if something relates to something, blurt it out. But I'm just going to go through the list of everything that we did not get a chance to discuss. And then at the end, you got to yes. pick your top three things, like the top three stories. Okay. Okay. Of the things you think the most important three things that happened. Gotcha. Okay, ready? So you can make a little comment, but no commentary. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This is rapid fire. Okay, so these are the things, you guys, we did not get to talk about. We'll start with um, the thing that you talked about most of, and this will probably be one of your top three, um, the abortion situation in Texas that happened and then was, you know, supported Mm -hmm. by the U.S. Supreme Court. Game changer. And I saw your uh, post mm. about Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Under his eye, I think is what you Under put. his eye. Blessed be That's the That's scary. Mm. That is scary. Terrifying. Okay. Versus battles that we missed. Swiss and Tim did a recap. I missed that. I missed did you? that. I didn't I know that, that happened. Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. That one was. That. I saw snips, snips of that. Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. I started off with that one. They was it high. Was, they was on drugs. They was Who? What? They were high. <laughs> they were drunk. I don't know if they were high. I think they had. They they were liquor- I think they were brown liquored up. Okay, brown liquored up because they were definitely not sober. <laughs> yeah, it was not interesting. Sober. It was interesting. very interesting. Uh, yeah. The locks versus Dipset. Missed that. You did? I did. You're such a hip hop head. I'm surprised. I know. I mean, no. Oh, listen. When I tell you, I woke up the next morning and realized I missed Red and Meth. And literally started scouring the internet trying to find it. I was like, I cannot believe I missed Red and Mad. That was my, like, that was the one I wanted to see so badly. I missed it. Yeah. So mad at myself. Still mad yeah. at myself. Well, the Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown one was good because you could see that there was a friendship there, but it made me worried about, worry about this new addition to it coming up. Oh, 100%. It did. I'm like, it more, and I thought, I thought they was, shape. and they were shading me. They were shade. I thought it was a tiny, un poquito shade. I, I don't know if you <laughs> detected it. I detected a little shade here and there, but. I'm worried about the tour too. I am worried about it. I'm worried. Bobby, Bobby needs to, y'all need to work on Bobby. Yeah, work on him. Work on that. All Jazz right. going to have to get to him. Yes, she is. 
Haiti, girl. Can we talk about Haiti? Ooh. The assassination oh of the my president God. there, the earthquake. And her, oh my God, these poor, that poor island. They just had so much, so much, so much, so much. I know, too much. I know, too mm. much. Um, Hurricane Ida, we talked about this a little bit with the rains that hit not only New Orleans and that area, Louisiana yeah. and that part of the South, but also up mm. here. I mean, and we yes. didn't see it coming up here. No, y'all got flooded. I mean, we, the subways were flooded. Crazy. Girl, Madness. we were sitting here like looking out the, the looking off the balcony like, oh, wait, the streets are flooded. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Swimming through the streets of Manhattan. Yeah, rain boots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> crazy. Let's talk about one of your favorite people. And I'm waiting him to come, waiting for him to come on to the readout. Kanye West, who has a new album coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> called Donda, girl who Bye. has been living at the Georgia Stadium in between his album, you know, listening parties, and it finally came out. I have not listened to it yet. Have you? Girl, no. I, I'm done. I, 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 I flushed Kanye when he decided he was for Trump. I buy Kanye. I was a fan before, but not anymore. I no. keep trying to tell you, you have to take into account his mental health. I, I do. To, you can't just dismiss him. He knows not mm-hmm. what he does when it comes to choices mm-hmm. like that. He knew he was putting a hat on. He knew what that hat was. <laughs> but he and Kim, Kim and Ice Cube get... are dead to me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Ice Cube, definitely. And Little Wayne, that little embarrassing photo of Little Wayne smiling with Trump, you're done. Girl, and what about, was it Buster Rhymes that had the whole anti-mask? Oh, my God, wave? Buster Rhymes being like anti-mask. Oh, come on, what Buster. You can't see a smile through the mask. Who you can't cares? see somebody smile. It's like. You're not a Get scientist. off the stage. Get <laughs> off the stage. No I couldn't believe it. Go back that. to doing dun 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 flip mode. Dun 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 bus a bus. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Just do that. Just do Just that. Just do that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about. I don't know how we talk about this quickly, but as you mentioned earlier, we're beyond the Delta variant, but just let's just Ooh. say COVID, Jesse Jackson and his wife. So he yes. was vaccinated. She was not. He they was were both not. hospitalized. Any update on that? The, the the latest I heard was that he was pretty much recovering um, and they had him to like a out, like a kind of an outpatient situation. And she was still in the hospital because she's not vaccinated. Yeah. So she's doing worse than him. Surprise. Get yeah. vaccinated. And I know you want to comment on this, your girl Candace Owens being denied an opportunity to get tested at this. Like, I don't I don't want to call it an exclusive testing center, but a really yeah. nice testing center when and it comes Aspen. to what the option is. Huh? Come on, Colorado. All I have to say is the lady, his name is Joanna. Joanna. We I love, love you. you. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> It's so funny that she's like racism. It's like, but she said racism wasn't real and racism doesn't exist anymore. But also when it's on her, suddenly yeah. racism is back. Okay, just, Candace, good now luck to you. she's black again. She's black. Yeah. She's back and black. Ex- except we didn't accept you back, dear. No. No. <laughs> You're still you outside rejected. the cookout you are and you rejected. cannot come in. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about mental health and let's talk about self-care when it comes to our athletes we know Naomi yes. Saka made news when and that was, you know, while we were on hiatus, when she stepped away um, from the French Open and because she didn't want to do interviews. And I mean, I'm, I applaud her, but also Simone Biles. And, yes, good you know, for them. what happened at the Olympics. Good for them. Good Those for them. girls. I, I, was, I was saying to even my team, you know, because we have some young people that age and even my kids age. 
the Gen Z, whatever you call them, post millennials, they are teaching us about how to do self-care. They are teaching us about how to put yeah. your mental health first. And I applaud them. I think these so young too. girls are serious. I was pissed about all the criticism that they got from the right. The nerve. The nerve. Those people can go to hell. Those people couldn't do anything. Those Straight girls do. to hell. You know mm-hmm. what I wanted to do as we came back? I wanted to send you uh, like about 15 milk crates. So we Girl, could do the no. milk crates. <laughs> no. But like, how the hell did that even happen? Like, who thought of that? What fool? And by the way, the people doing it probably don't even have health care. If they break their legs and break their arms, they can't even go to the doctor. And Girl. even if they c- did have health care, the hospitals are full because of COVID. Why would you risk hurting yourself when the, you can't even go on the ER? I mean, it's when you COVID saw some time. people fall and try to walk away like they weren't hurt, I was like, wow, so they are masking some pain so right here. That was just just do a TikTok dance and shut up. I applaud TikTok, <laughs> TikTok for our Kelly trial yeah. is happening. Mm. Kickoff. Have you been following it at all? I have not been following it. Uh, and I hope but I hope that he is convicted of whatever it is, whatever charges. I hope he's convicted, thrown under the jail. Well, I was waiting on this. A, a male accuser finally popped up um, in the mix. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that that shocked some folks. Um, oh. I didn't see that coming, but I was like, oh, OK. I didn't see that coming. OK. That coming. Equal we'll opportunity. We'll see what happens with Kells. Um, yeah. Jeopardy, the whole LeVar Burton thing and the controversy <sighs> with the executive producer. How dare he appoint himself? I mean, I he did a Dick Cheney. Girl. He pulled the Dick Cheney. The point himself. Crazy. And then it turned out he had a whole history surprise. And also when uh, before he died, Alex Trebek had wanted there was a black woman. He Laura wanted Coates. to be his successor. Laura, Laura Coates. Coates. And they, she didn't even get a tryout. She didn't even get a chance. Yeah. I mean, you know how what? do you Y'all not to honor that from the man? Who, how do you not honor that? I just give her a, he a wanted chance. the job. Yeah. And it just shows you that all the auditions were just bullshit because he was just going to point himself. Anyway, he was in negotiations for a long time. So they all the whole tryout thing was all bullshit. Anyway, they never will. You know what? All I have to say until you do right by LeVar Burton, until you do right by him. Everything mm-hmm. you Thank touch, you. everything you touch. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mike Richards. And now he is fired. He, yeah. He fired. <laughs> Let's talk. Caitlyn Jenner, Herschel Walker. Both Republicans running for office. Mm. Uh, Herschel Walker. Oh, go ahead. Mm. What are you going to say about Caitlin? Well, Caitlin's polling, polling at 1% in California. So running for office should be in scare quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the office is running from Caitlin Jenner. At this yeah. Point. Well, Herschel, has, Herschel Walker is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay, good luck. Girl, good luck with that. Trump supporting him. Good luck. I, I and such a violent past and everything. All that's going to come out. So, all right. Good luck. I know. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk about hair bonnets. Monique, you know, broke the internet almost when she was criticizing women in the Atlanta airport for not just the bonnets, but the loungewear, shall we say, the slippers and whatnot. (laughs) Man, that people, people were strong on both sides of that issue. Yeah. A lot of people were like, let people wear what they want to wear. But then a lot of people were like, clean it up. Your mama don't, didn't, didn't raise you to go outside like that. That was crazy, but I was surprised that it took off. People were coming at her, but people, it was love or hate. It was or hate. Yeah. But I mean, your mama really didn't raise you to go outside in your sleeping room. I'm just saying. I, I say that people are trying to, I guess, especially in the Atlanta airport, I think people are trying to arrive without their hair, like with their hair intact. You know how like, like you may, you might yeah. be on your way to the studio. So in the I car, you might have your head wrapped or have a hat on yeah. or something, you know, but the airport- 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's a little embarrassing. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't do it personally. It wouldn't be my choice, but no. also, it, you know, be comfortable. If you got to travel, you might as well just be comfy. I wouldn't do it. I would not want my child to do it. But if you want to do it, do you? Um, yeah. But I, I remember a time, Joanne, I'm old enough to remember a time when we had to dress up to fly. Remember when you we were had to dress up to we fly? To we had to get dressed. <laughs> oh, no. When my sister and I went to Europe and we did a little trip when we were 15, my mother had us all dressed and clean. Yes. We looked like we were going to church. <laughs> I bet your hair was pressed, right? Hair was pressed. We had to get our hair pressed. You know, you had to get the sizzle. She had to sizzle us up, get us all together. <laughs> we were together on that plane. And by the way, by, I'm old enough that they used to, they also served us a hot meal <laughs> on the plane. For free. It was included. In coach. So you didn't, you didn't, in, right. In coach. You didn't have to pay extra for that. Did not. Never took out a dime of money and literally had a hot meal on a tray. Come on. In coach. Come on. Flying to Europe. Mm-hmm. Those are the days. My, how things have changed. My, Let's talk about. Get, if throw some Cosby. peanuts at you and be like, shut up, <laughs> keep the mask on. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about our man, Bill Cosby. Oh, I did not see that coming. Like when, it, when, did it, when it popped up as a headline on like breaking news, I was like, what the fuck? And the fact that the DA who screwed it all up and caused him to get out was Trump's lawyer during the impeachment on top of everything else. Girl. That was the guy that messed it up when he was the prosecutor. Bill Cosby being freed and then Felicia Rashad rather than just leave it alone. Come on, Lily Huxtable. Don't say nothing, please. Lily, you. you might. I said, where is her Olivia Pope? You might feel oh, that way. You are entitled to your feelings. But yes. man, don't tweet about it. I, don't put it don't on social media. Not that it. now you are working at a black school with young mm. black women who probably feel no. some kind of way about it. Yes. And also having worked at Howard now and taught there for one semester where they are strict when it comes to issues of sexual abuse and assault. We had to go through like a three, four hour training and I was teaching a part time class and I had to sit through this long ass training. They aren't. And we were virtual. I'm like, we virtual. We're not even in class with the kids. The children ain't even here. I'm in my house. And I still had to do the three hour thing. They don't play that at Howard. That, no, she had to don't. retract that real quick. I don't, don't say know anything. What she was and thinking. If you feel that way and that's your friend, and you stand by your friend, that's you're right. But just don't say that on Twitter. Not everything yeah. needs to be tweeted. And he needs to sit his ass down. Note he's touring. He's trying to go, he's go on tweeting. tour. He, yes. He's trying to go on tour. He's trying to, he won't shut up and say, man, learn to like OJ either. You gotta yeah, learn you gotta from lie. OJ. Yeah. Big Bly, just shut up because you have you got away with some serious shit and you need Come to on. go sit down, sit on and down. tell the Lord, thank you and just oh, shut up. And please don't be out here. We don't need you. We try to fi- figure out what to do with your legacy anyway. What do we do with that? Because it was so important in black history. But then really you're this monster. So it's like we just need to process that. and We could process it better without you talking. Right. I can't watch the Cosby kids or the nope. Cosby show Fat Albert or nothing without feeling nope. some kind of way, feeling like, you some know, can I celebrate this anymore? It's just ridiculous. Nope. It's like R. Kelly. We can't. We, you know, it's your birthday. You want to be like, well, I know that is somebody. Mm-hmm. And you see like, my no, shoulders what? almost move. You saw my shoulders almost move. Had almost started them. moving. Had to step us up. Uh-uh. We you hear it in and the you hear the step in the name. Of, you can't step in the As soon as you hear it, you, you got to stop nope, yourself. Not no more. Feel some kind of way. Not no more. Can't so y'all it. just need to just zip it. Just be zip. quiet. Just, just be quiet. Nothing. Shh. Don't want to hear you. Shh. Shh. All right. Well, those are our hot topics. We have got a very <laughs> special guest coming. Ah! 
to read this, read that in just a moment. So stay right here. Joining us, our sister Erica Alexander, who is an actress, activist, entrepreneur, creator, producer, and director. Did I leave anything off, ma'am? Emmy uh, nominee for your latest documentary. That that that's right. That's the right. Trouble. Look, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right." And I bake a mean bolognese. Um, not oh. bake. I, I make a mean bolognese sauce. You put that oh. in there. Add that, add that. Oh my God, we know her from so many projects. Living Single, of course. Wu-Tang, The American Saga. The John Lewis documentary that we just talked about. Good Trouble. Good trouble. Uh, we talked about, I was talking to her about Run the World, the new series on HBO that she's a part of. She does so many things. But I know one of the things that we want to talk to you are is about NFTs. Yes. I just read an article about that. So we're going to get into all that. But I just wanted to kind of run down many of the things that you are a part of, my sister, as you are <laughs> joining us here today. How are you? How's your summer been? We can't. We were saying we couldn't believe that the summer is over. We took a bit of a hiatus and here we are and summer's over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's You know what? I feel good. I've had a lot to do since last year. So um, obviously the COVID thing slowed down everything in the industry because, you know, we had to have COVID. COVID protocols, they had to figure out what to do. Then they made actors um, essential workers. And that mm, opened the floodgate yeah. working and going back to work as long as we were in this sort of bubble. So I started working last year in September to finish a Quibi series. Quibi's gone now, but a Quibi series called Swimming with Sharks. Mm. And, um, we finished it and then I went right into um, Run the World and then right into Wu-Tang, the second season, the first season of Run the World, the second season of Wu-Tang then came out of that and went right into doing a movie for Blumhouse called American Refugee. Ali Leroy is the director of that. Derek Luke is my co-star. And then went right into that to an Apple series uh, with Elizabeth Moss, where I play her boss. It's called Ripple Effect. And then mm-hmm. here I am. Wow. That's wow. Amazing. I love that. You're wow. always Wait, what's Ripple Effect about? Can you tell yeah, us a little bit about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So Ripple Effect is actually based on a book. Um, I think called Shining, The Shining Girls, and it's about uh, missing women. And so it's based, or sorry, it's set in Chicago. Elizabeth Moss is famous for Mad Men and, and of course, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, she's um, called uh, Miss Primetime because she apparently, whatever show she does, is like not only a critical hit, but does amazing numbers. And wow. um, so on this one, in between her work on Handmaid's Tale, she did it. I don't know if it's a limited series or if it'll go on, but right now all I can say is that um, you're doing, I think, around 10 of them. And uh, she's wow. a star. She's the executive producer. She's also one of, the, uh, one of the directors. There's rotating directors. We did it in blocks. And it was amazing. And our um, co-star on that is, um, uh, oh, Lord, what's his name? Wagner, Wagner Mora, who played mm-hmm. uh, Pablo Escobar. In the in that series, okay. wow, wow, you are busy. Do you do you feel you like you got you have so much going on, Erica? Do you feel like you are getting a lot of love from the entertainment world? Like, are, is your phone ringing off the hook? Do you feel as busy as you seem? You know, I, maybe I'm like you both. Is that you just do what's in front of you and you don't feel busy? You feel like grateful that maybe there's this opportunity. Yeah. But I do feel busy, but I feel more busy when I'm not working on those things. 
when then when I am on a set. When I'm on a set, there's obviously a scheduled structure and people expecting me and I'm doing a very limited job on there. I'm not necessarily the lead on these shows, so it doesn't overwhelm me. American Refugee, I was the star there. But other than that, I'm coming in a lot and doing kind of featured kind of, you know, very like tactical work. But um, I think the, the thing that's changed is the fact that there's so many streaming services that are need content. And they're looking for anyone who can um, not only, um, I don't know, you, you, can, you can have a lot of scripts and a lot of productions going, but a lot of talent that's already sort of vetted and experienced and knows how to handle this, they, they don't have that. And especially in the, the black and brown and women category, they did their best to squelch that. So, mm. you know, I think there's a lot of new opportunities for everybody. And I'm sort of stepping up to, you know, being called in and then, you know, being the first to say, no, we want you, we'll take you. But it's only because they now have uh, um, a lot of a big, um, what, what's, how do you say this? A big uh, portfolio. They've got a, they got, it's, you're feeding the giant right now. Right. Yeah. Can I okay. ask you, because I have a question sort of similar to that, because that's always been kind of my beef because, you know, my sister's an actress, too, and has always struggled. She was the surly secretary for years. Right. Because the only thing they wanted to cast black women to do is be a cop, a hooker, a secretary or something like it was very difficult, especially for brown skin, black women to get a lot of roles. Do you think that all of the proliferation of streaming services and all the other content need that you see out there, all the channels, is that making it better? Is Do you think it's making Hollywood more open to our stories and stories that that center us? Yes and no. So many of these um, opportunities that are coming are making them have to pay attention to niche audiences or people that they thought that they were more disposable or we can have that and those people. Now they're fighting for all the same, they're, they're fighting for the same pieces of pie. And so that means that those audience become, you know, centralized, especially because the minority majority is ascendant. We are, mm. you know, we're here and they're realizing. But I do think that because most of entertainment is still controlled by like six or seven big organizations, we have, um, it's just, it's just difficult for people to, uh, to feel like they're making more gains. They're doing a lot more stuff, but I don't know how much we'll see. We'll see whether it changes things for everybody in terms of type of content, but we'll see. Yeah. I know something you're big on is for black and brown people to get more in this NFT space. Please explain to me and folks who don't understand what this is, what it is. I'm still, I've read a few articles. I'm like, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't either. I get it. I'm going to try to explain it, Jackie, in the most simple way that I can. But I think a lot of people are in the dark about NFTs. And here's how I describe it. That they're unique digital collectibles, non-fungible. They, they, they're, um, you can invest in, you can trade them. Think of them as baseball cards. Uh, so, and think of them as limited edition art prints. So each numbered inside. So an NFT has a unique digital fingerprint, right? They are prized because they're rare. And you're buying something directly from an artist you'd like, but when someone buys the last one, that's it for the edition. So if you have a piece of that on a digital platform, remember, art can be on a wall. It can be um, like Warhol said, you know, I could put that Campbell's soup can there and say it's art and, and it is, but it's also digital. But if you make something that is encrypted, that has a unique fingerprint, that there's only one of that one, even though you can make millions of that digital print, but only that digital, unique digital NFT is encoded, 
and in that particular way, then it becomes rare. It becomes, some, becomes something that's valuable. And there's a robust secondary market to these collectibles. So fans buy and they sell and they trade them. And there's innovative ways to spread news about your story world. And so we did that with Concrete Park. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I feel, this is what my mother must feel like when I'm trying to tell her how to take a picture with her iPhone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so, okay. And listen, let me, let me just say this. I mean, every okay. generation, you know, um, art goes a transformation. Um, and and the, the impressionist to the cubist to the surrealist, and you have representational art. All those movements just had different canvases. Um, and so a different type of painting on canvas and they were in the physical space, but the digital art and its creators are sending and presenting their work in pixels. So the future has arrived in pixels. And that's all you need to know is that what you can sell on canvas, you can sell in pixels. This way it's, it's not only digitized, it's encrypted. So that one thing you're looking at says there's only 12 of those or 2000 of those. And that makes it unique and rare. And how do, how do you make money from this? Like, talk about Concrete Park. Like, how do you make money as an, as an entrepreneur? Like, how does someone benefit from this financially? Well, you, if you ever heard of Bored Apes? No. Okay, so that's a phenomenon where, uh, you know, a digital company made uh, some pictures of some bored looking apes, all different ways with lipstick on, looking bored. Basically, they're all the same ape dressed differently. And then they put them out as they almost look like just simple JPEGs that you might use for a profile pic. But because each one of this, them is, are encrypted, there were 10,000 of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone who got one could trade and uh, volley them back and forth. So we might have gotten that for $25,000. But then on the secondary market, you go to a place called OpenSea. And OpenSea is where all the um, available NFTs are for, being, for selling. And that person can make a bid on it. Those things went crazy. People started bidding to the point where Sotheby's is going to do a sale, I think, this uh, next week. And one of them is probably going to go for $12 million. What? what? Okay, so let me ask you, how do you actually buy one? Before we, before we lose you, how do you actually yeah, what's the currency? buy one? Well, yeah, how do you buy it? Well, you know, for ours, you go to OnCurio, because we're on Curio.com. And uh, that's the place that uh, we do business with. They make NFTs. Their, their whole world um, building is about storytelling. So mm-hmm. uh, we're with them. And you go on. Oncurio.com. And when they say they're going to drop an NFT collection, they drop it, say two, 3,000, in our case, 7,000 will come out. And then people will start to buy them. Probably will give to the first, our first collection sold out like sometime in a minute, one time in an hour. But for the wow. most part, it was, it sold out very quickly and it was uh, a very successful, we, about 3,000 of them, uh, first, um, first collection. F- to those people who have that collection, probably will get a pre sale they'll be able to buy early, probably than, more peop- than most people. The rest of them will drop at a certain hour. People can buy them and or we might give them away. We, we set the price. And then what takes over is the marketplace. Just like mm. any, if you have a Basquiat and you buy it for $5,000, that's Basquiat that day. But in two years, that market took over and pushed that Basquiat up to 20, 10, $10 million. That's the market. Right. So but are, are you are you using cryptocurrency or no. are you using money? Yes. What are you using? Yeah, you can do both. On Curio, you can do both. You can go there with a credit card and or you can use Ethereum, ETH it's called. On other wow. platforms, they say we only take cryptocurrency and, and, and they'll tell you which ones they take. 
But for the most part, usually it's done in credit card and in um, in uh, currency. So if I buy something, where do I keep? If I buy one of these apes, where am I keeping it? Since it's digital, I buy it. And then what, where does it go? You keep it in your digital, digital wallet. So there's something that's encrypted that says all the, you know, these little numbers tell you when you bought it, who you bought it from. It's a digital ledger ledger. It, It leads directly back to us. So by the way, here's the coolest thing. If you buy something and then you sell it on the secondary market, we're always, um, linked to the, um, to the, uh, the profit. So ah, residual. You could never get a residual on something you created in, in back in the day, but now you're linked to it. If it if it changes hands, then if you're if that crypto um, contract in there says you get forty percent of that every time, then the artist always gets paid. Um, and, and then on, how do you display it? Can you like just project like it on see, your wall? Yeah, like you see this says Joanne Reed right in your corner, or you have a piece thing that says Joanne. And yeah, that's yeah. Your, yeah, usually you use it, but you're using a, a digital, a JPEG of it. The thing itself right. only exists yeah. in your digital wallet. No one can take it. They wow. can take a picture of it, but they can't take right. it. Right. And that's, that's what's valuable. They so does it exist? Do, does it exist in a cloud, a cloud-like place? Like, let's say somebody, let's say I store it on my laptop or something like that. If somebody steals my laptop, is it gone? No. Because you can access it like your bank account, just like you're saying, somebody stole my purse, but my my money's still there. Right. You have a digital way to always access it. You just got to go on a different device. And there you go. How did you get into this? Like, what was your introduction to this world? Well, it turns out that um, Ben Arnand, who is also a co-founder of Color Farm Media, is one of the co-founders of uh, of Curio. And he was one of the first people to call me and Tony up, who's my creative partner on Concrete Park. And he said, Tony, he said, you guys, I think this would be great in the um, in the NFT space. And so we tried it. We took a while to get it together because storytelling matters. We didn't just want to throw things out there. We have a world and we have a mythology and an, and an ethos and all this other stuff. And uh, once we got ourselves together, we put it out and it went like that because there wow. are very few things of color in there. There's a lot yeah. in there right now floating around, but very few uh, women and people of color still are underrepresented. It did well. So then we, we decided to do a generational art project. And that's what we're talking about when we say bored apes. It's a, it's sorry. Yeah, it's a generated, excuse me, not generation, a generated art project. And that thing will come out and those will be those little small sort of just faces. And people buy wow. them. Uh, Stephen Curry bought a bored ape for $180,000. Wow. Two months ago, he probably could have gotten it for free. Wow. Well, Erica, I, I have to tell you, ben, ben tried to explain what you just explained to us before, uh, about probably good, a good year and a half ago. And I had no idea what he was talking about. So I think that you should be in charge of explaining it from now on. Because <laughs> I actually now get, when he was explaining to me, I probably had the blankest look on my face. If I hadn't been made up, I probably would have looked insane because I had no idea what he was talking about. Now I get it. I appreciate you explaining that. Because I kept seeing it on Clubhouse. I kept seeing people, rooms, you know, clubs on Clubhouse. People were talking about NFTs. And I'm like, what what is this? I never have gotten it. Yeah. No, that actually makes it make sense. It really does. Thank you, Erica, for indulging us. Very welcome. And our 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 generative project is called Bangers. We're Concrete Park Bangers. So Board Apes, we are the bangers. And if you see a banger that's Concrete Park, try to get one. I love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. I need you, you to it. get on with my mom and teach her how to do the photograph thing on her iPhone. You're good at this. You're good at it. Get my godmother to get on her. I sent her an iPad and I tried to get her to call me on FaceTime and it didn't work. So I think you're going to have to help me with that too. Please. It's like this kind of thing. Where, yeah. Where you, where, <laughs> no Pretty problem. much. No problem. You know what? It's just That's how I looked when Ben explained it to me. He used to explain it. I just looked like this. Too. You know like, what though? What? I know. But you know, a long time ago, we thought of stores as being just four walls, concrete. Now they're online. And now we think about it, no problem. It's just yeah. that art is online now. It's digital. Yeah, it's digital. Yeah. You're buying a piece and then the secondary market pushes it up because it's digital and encrypted. There's a ledger that always connects the artist to it. So then now artists right. can individuals and always be included. Great for artists. Yeah. And for the life of it. So maybe there's some yeah. sort of the generation that can happen over hundreds of years. But for the most part, people can, in these floods, everything can go down around them. But if they still have their digital art, they still yeah. have. Wow. That's something. amazing. That's, That's amazing. Something. I love that. See, you're yeah. so great. That you, you into everything great. That she I love really that. is. No, no, I'm just trying to, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really one of those places where if you don't um, adapt and aren't flexible, you won't be able to um, make a living. And so we did a comic book because we, they wouldn't allow us to do a, a TV series with black and brown faces. And mm. suddenly comic books go all digital because all the comic book stores close. And then suddenly yeah. artists found a way to finally figure out how to make money and to apply their encryption, this new encryption technology into art and into music. And so now if Beyonce wanted to put out an album, sure she could put out a physical album, but if she did NFTs as an album and said there's 2 million of them and mm. each one is $100, each one of those is unique unto itself. And um, it also bypasses all the middlemen. She can get all that money straight to mm. her. This is a huge change. Wow. Also, by wow. the way, the business with Black Girls Code, they are um, going to be helping us um, uh, do this and lift it and also um, are a part of the the launch. So down to our social um, community building, uh, we're glad to be that they're along with us. So it's a good thing. That's how does Uncle Sam factor into this? How do taxes for what you, how does that factor into this? I'm sure there's capital gains cas- uh, taxes you have to pay or like anything else. Um, this It's a problem for the government because the government doesn't know what's in those wallets unless you right. That's say right. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think that they're going to have to find di- different ways to to um, to collect. But you're right. Uh, have they have to adapt. They got to adapt. Wow. They'll be hiding assets forever in crypto um, in currency like that. It's going to wow. be hard. Well, not that. me. Can Don't I come ask you? <laughs> not, not you. Can I? Let me tell you, I love Run the World so much. I love your character. I love that you're a part of it um, with the vet. Um, and I just, the fashion, there was this moment that where you, all the clothes that you wear are amazing, but all the clothes on the show are amazing. But you were on this dance floor dancing. Uh, it was like, I don't know if it was an African club and in, in yours girl, the clothes and the purse you had in your hand, like, do you get to keep any of these, cl- these clothes on this show? If you are not watching run the world, a, it is, you're missing out. It's a fabulous yeah. show, but the clothes are incredible on this show. Well, thanks. That's the Emmy Award winning designer stylist, Patricia Field. She consults yeah. the wardrobe alongside the costume designer, Tracy Cox. 
They're known for their iconic work in Sex and the City and The Devil Wears Prada. And so when you have somebody like that at the helm, you just get out their way. She, we got together, me and Patricia laughed the whole time. She put me in anything. She said, you don't mind putting on anything. I said, actually, I don't because it's not me. I get to play in someone else's space. And as long as it, mm. fits me, you know, like I don't want to, you know, be feel uncomfortable. Right. But uh, this is a, this woman's wearing stuff I never wear in life. I bought a pair of boots myself from the, the wardrobe department um, that they'd gotten. And I think I got another piece that I bought. But um, most of that stuff, if I got it, I'd have to be Beyonce or um, <laughs> the wear. <laughs> I don't have that kind of life, girl. Well, you got that body, though. Well, no, okay. you just say, no, you got the body. Well, Come you got now. time, but the COVID-19 has taken over. And the 19 <laughs> is now on my ass. You hear me? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she hit all that, too. Ain't the COVID-19 real? It's so real. The COVID-19 yeah. is so real. Yeah. So real. The world knows it's for real. And so what you're seeing is somebody, Yvette Lee Bowser was, uh, is the showrunner and uh, Lee Davenport is the, uh, it's based on her life creator. So they're co-creators in this. And Yvette Lee did e a Living Single and Blackish and Dear White People. So she's always been very successful in the um, film and, sorry, the television space. And um, they put together this new thing for a new time with millennials. And they asked me, they said, will you come and be, the boss of Ella, the lead. And I said, sure, why not? You know, and we had fun. I did five of the episodes and I didn't know because by the way, you know, people think you do comedy and I do, I do it for camera in front of an audience and I can hear where I can sort of have a conversation with the audience and know where I am. Not the case. It's, it's um, on location in a single camera. And so mm -hmm. I just thought, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. Let me just push down my anxiety and go for it. And you know, I was glad to be there. I was glad that it worked out, but it was a new space for me to practice in. I hadn't pr done comedy in a long time. So I was happy to be there and they treated me like a little queen. So I was, it was fun. Oh, well deserved. Deserve I mean, it. you just, it's interesting to hear that because I, when I was watching it, I was no noticing um, just the, the way that you, um, the, the way that you do physical comedy to me is just so spot on. It is just incredible. It, you, you just, so you mastered it. I know you said you may have had some anxiety, but it was very well done. I enjoyed every moment that you were on camera for this, it's, but I enjoy all that you do, the drama, the comedy. And I, as you know, we celebrate you on this show. I got to listen, I'm going to fall on the, I'm going to be the one to ask this question. So I know you're sick of people asking you, but since you brought up living single, you brought it up, not me. I got to ask, the fans want to know, because Yvette recently said that a reboot was not happening, but there could be like a reunion happening. Did you say that? She did. <laughs> well, I read the words. I read the words. It could have been taken out of context. Listen, answer, don't answer. I'm just putting it out there. I think uh, I was told by Yvette that she gets five different calls from Fox and or Warner Brothers asking if there's day. going to be a, day. Well, you know, a year at least to okay. ask if they're going to be a, a reboot. And it, 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 I was I always say I was the one who was like, I don't I don't think so. I wanted to move um, away from that a bit. And I always said if my film and television career had been a lot more advanced, no problem. You jump back into those things. It's no problem. Yeah. Sometime when you haven't been able to steer or I haven't been able to steer my career a little bit um, 
more forward into the future of what I saw for myself, I didn't feel like being in that position again was going to help me. Yeah. Not that I didn't want to, not that we couldn't do it as a cast, not that it wouldn't be fun and brilliant. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, wow, you know, am, am I going to be allowed? Am I going to allow myself to do something new and create the space mm-hmm. for it? Having said that, um, things are moving now. And and I also feel like, you know, it's it's possible. I, I, I keep saying that they should use the same cast and we should do Downton Abbey this time. Come you know, yeah, and, you, and, 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 you know, I, I feel I'll the same that. way a little bit. I feel that same way a little bit about Fresh Prince. I feel like we're reaching constantly back to the things that we loved from before yeah. when there's so many creative opportunities we can create that are new. And I'm, I'm more in the camp of create new things than keep rebooting the things we loved. Going, I mean, We love you because yeah. of Living Single, but that doesn't mean that we need to pigeonhole you back in there again. And I don't think you need to play that character forever. And so I'm, I'm in that camp of I love you, but I want to see you in Downton Abbey. I want to see you do stories that are different, that are new. I love you directing Good Trouble and doing new things. And I will go back and I will pull all those things that I love from you in the past up on the Netflix. <laughs> That's just me. But I will watch it though. Go. If you did a reboot, I'll watch it though. I'm just saying, I'll, 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 I'll be watching it. <laughs> I just, it's like, why can't we do both? Why can't, excuse me, Erica, why can't Joanne, she have all, do all the things. I want to do wants. all of it. Give me everything. Give me all of it. Give no, me all. And, and, and right. I get that too. I think if it's not something, you know what I mean? It has to make sense. And I get that as a creative, it has to make sense. And I wouldn't want anybody doing something that just didn't make sense for them. You know what I mean? Wherever yeah. they are in their career. I'm excited every time I see you do anything. Yes, but I think anything. that there, I think with the reboots, and let, let me tell you, a lot of them I get sick of, but there are some that I wish just 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 want to see a taste of it because I think a, I think a lot of us are craving just some comfort from comfort, what we knew that yeah. gave us joy. You know, yeah. it's just like getting yeah. a warm bowl yeah. of grits. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? We want to be out of the COVID you, era and back in the want, era when the world You want something that... <laughs> I heard that. I you know what that. I mean? I think people want yeah. that comfort. And so they yeah. lean into that stuff. Yeah. That's why people ask about it. But I respect, well, you know, I I'm, I'm going to see, I'm usually not the one that does this because Jackie is actually the more mature uh, and advanced, <laughs> has the advanced maturity. I, I'm not a, a, the emotionally mature member of this cousinry, but I'm going to let you go because I know you have to go, Miss Erica. Oh, she I saw does. It in the chat. Yes. And, and so Jackie was ignoring it, but I want to release you. But before I let you go, I'm telling you, I am manifesting that Emmy for you for Good Trouble. It was so good. If y'all have not seen Good Trouble. So the, well John done. Lewis, first of all, John Lewis haunting people right now because they mess with the voting rights and the voting rights act. He Come is haunting on. some folks right now. Come on. Okay. You know That's he is. Show. But yes, congrats on Good Trouble. It was Thank wonderful. You. And you know Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much. He's telling us and Black women know that we have to evolve, adapt, and reinvent ourselves all the yes, time. We do. Yes, and we do. We, we, Amen. Amen. Even in th- inside, inside of things that are um, familiar, we can reinvent ourselves. So there's pot- room for all Ooh. of those possibilities. I just want to say thank you so much because you always support and give me love. And I am y'all biggest fan. So whatever I can we do support and to, to, to end, I'm so happy. So thank you for having me talk about this. And by the way, Wu-Tang comes out September 8th. Watch the first yes. one. Out. Run yes. on all of them. Check that out. I think that uh, Ripple Effect will be out next year. And um, the um, yeah. So, oh, oh, an American. We'll watch it all. American Refugee will be part of a great um, um, thriller horror series. that's coming uh, from Bloomhouse TV and check out American Refugee. That's the one I'm in. Woo. 
Bloomhouse is scary stuff, but it's good I stuff. I love a scary I thing. Yeah. I, love a, I love a scary thing. We're going to watch it all, sister. We love Thank you. Thank you, Erica. We love you. We support you. We celebrate you, queen. Thank you. Yes, queen. We're so proud of you. Keep doing it. Go NFT, mogul. We okay. love yes. you, too. And next Come on, mogul. Next Mexico trip, we got to make more people want to go. People been saying, oh. you wanted to go on that trip with Joy. And I said, I ain't know nothing. All y'all coming. Listen, oh, listen, and we're going to talk about it offline, but I have a whole next trip planned, sister. So all y'all coming. She does. And now that I know how to do it, how to make it work, baby, we going on a big Wait, old trip. Trust. Trust. I, since she did that, I just feel like I need to be on that trip with her. <laughs> <laughs> Invite my ass either. So I don't. Oh, y'all coming. Oh, y'all coming. We doing it. We doing it. Love you. I love you. Love you. Bye, honey. I love her so much. I love her so much. Uh, Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. But it's true, though. Ben tried to explain it to me. And I was like, oh, girl, (laughs) I I was like, I get it now. I actually feel like I learned something so important for my financial future today. So I'm like, I need to get on this. Listen. Same, same. So it's like when she puts her stuff out, I'm going to see if I can go in. I, you know, I don't got the money, kind of money she was talking about. People were dropping for some of the bigger things, but maybe there's One a, like that $100 Beyonce album. I could Let me get that, that $100 album. <laughs> Let me get that. I got that digital footprint. Put me down for that. Well, Miss Jackie Reed, I uh, I got to go too because girl, I got to do I a know show you today. do. So tell me what you're going to do for you this so Labor Day weekend. This, this Labor Day weekend, uh, a lot of sleeping because, you know, I'm off vacation, well off vacation and I need to sleep. But one of the things I'm going to do this weekend, I'm going to break out. The daughter and I both bought roller skates around the holidays and have not used them yet. Ooh. So one of my plans is to put on my skates and my little arm pads and knee pads and I'm going to I'm a roller skate. I think when that'll be I fun. Got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Girl, if you see me on TikTok roller skating like that old man, you know, the old man who does all the roller skating. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. You see me on there, you know I did oh, it. <laughs> I gotta see it. I gotta what see you it. What you gonna I do for you? Jada Pinkett Smith what is you gonna do for you? herself uh, roller skating as well. So you got to you got to yeah. in all of that. Yes. Um, for me, girl, let me tell you, I'm just still COVID nervous. So I'm going to, of course, do some cooking, vegan barbecue and just okay. do it in the comfort of home. I'm not ready to be around yes. people yet, girl. No. Not yet. I'm with I'm you. relaxing. I, I'm still nervous too. I can't. I, I I went out last night with just a, a couple girls from the from the from work, but we were outside, and I'm still very nervous. Even if I'm eating outdoor, you know, I'm Girl. still very very nervous about the whole thing. I'm not really. Girl, listen, I got an Uber the other day, and I was like, um, you need to put your mask on, dude. I'm like yeah. that person. I'm like, I'm that know, person too. Your mask is yeah. gapped on the side. You need to. Yeah. Close you need that. to press that down, that little press nose down, thing. Down, the little nose thing. Work that oh, no, out. I get work people from out. wearing it below their nose. I've gotten in, I've gotten to strangers wearing yes. it under your nose. Like, that's not helping. That's just let. I told one guy, I'm like, you do realize all you're doing is telling the virus directly how to get in. Right. You're literally pointing it at your nose and saying, hey, virus, come in my nostril. My Why mouth is, is covered, so I got a clear path. Come on, people. Why is this so hard? Why is this so Why hard? Why is it so hard? It goes over understand. your damn nose. I don't anyway. understand. Anyway, I know but you got to go. I'm so happy to be back with you, my cousin. <laughs> I missed you. I missed and, you, too. Uh, it's good to see you. And I can't wait for us to plan our next big trip because we are planning a trip. When this COVID thing recedes, we going somewhere. Somewhere. But I need COVID to be over because I ain't getting on nobody's plane yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not getting on a I plane. I was in the N95 mask, but I hear you. <laughs> no plane, train, nor automobile. Well, I'll get in a car, but that's it. 
<laughs> All right, cousin. Have a great weekend. And y'all be sure Thank to you. subscribe, tell a friend, yes. follow us on social media at Read This Read That. Yes. And on Twitter, you can tweet at us, but leave off the last key for savings. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edge of entertainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.